On behalf of Leinberger Information Services, this is Bob Keebler, and I'm here to talk about Roth conversions by asset class. In talking to practitioners across the country, it's becoming more and more obvious that financial planners are doing Roth conversions by asset class. And I wanted to join you today and share with you how this works and where it might be efficacious. First of all, a client comes to you with $500,000 in a Roth IRA in five different mutual funds. You advise them to create five different regular IRAs and flip each of those into a new Roth IRA. So imagine that you have now five Roth IRAs competing against each other in the market. Now they're, they're separated by asset class, large cap, small cap, mid cap, value, perhaps international. Let's just go with that. If an account goes up in value, you would likely evaluate keeping it in the Roth IRA. If a, an account goes down in value by more than 10 or 15%, you're almost certain to recharacterize it. And if it's neutral, you'd have to analyze whether or not it makes sense to keep those dollars in the Roth IRA. So I want you to imagine you have five horses in this race. Again, large cap, mid cap, small cap, value, and international. Where this becomes important is the privilege we have under the law of recharacterizing. So taxpayers may recharacterize, undo the Roth IRA conversion in the current year or by the filing deadline of the current year's tax return. So if I convert today, I have until the following October 15th to recharacterize. And once I've recharacterized, I've gone back into the regular IRA. I then have the privilege of reconverting in the very near future. Now, a reconversion may only take place at the later of the following two dates, the tax year following the original conversion or 30 days after the recharacterization. So if I converted in 2017 and I recharacterized in 2018, I would have to stay in the regular IRA for a period of 30 days. However, if I recharacterized in October of 2017, I would have to wait until 2018 to reconvert. Now, this becomes very important. So we do these conversions and we watch what happens. And when we get to the end of the year, we have to evaluate, are we going to recharacterize or are we going to leave the dollars in play? If we decide to leave the dollars in play, we have to look at whether we should be making estimated state income tax payments and estimated federal income tax payments. One very important consideration in 2017, which might drive some Roth conversions in higher tax states like California, is if I do a Roth conversion this year, I'm allowed to deduct my California or my New York income tax against my Roth conversion, where if in the future, itemized income tax deductions for state income taxes are no longer allowed, that may change the dynamics of the situation. So keep in mind, we do Roth conversions by asset class. If you had 10 different mutual funds, you'd probably do 10 conversions. It's a lot of work. It's great for sophisticated clients who are high on patients and are willing to look at this in the long term. Remember, if I converted on January 1st, 2017, then I have until October 15, 2018 to recharacterize. This becomes very important. 
Also remember, a personal representative is allowed to recharacterize. So if you receive a phone call tomorrow morning from the oldest daughter of your favorite physician client, and she says that her mom just had a stroke and she's not going to live but a week or two, and she's wondering whether she should follow through on the Roth conversion you discussed, there is no need to pause. You should go ahead and do that Roth conversion, knowing that an executor or a personal representative can recharacterize. So that becomes very important. So we have this time. What we're hoping for is between the date we convert and the date we have to recharacterize, that one of those five or ten asset classes moves substantially, allowing us to leave that in the Roth IRA. And then in all likelihood, if we had tremendous success, we would reallocate that particular IRA to a broader, more stable portfolio. Keep in mind, we cannot, pursuant to IRS Notice 2000-39, we are not allowed to recharacterize a portion of a Roth conversion by, quote, cherry-picking only those stocks that decline in value. That's why we separate them into separate IRAs. This may be good for your clients, but it may also be good for many of you. All gains and losses, if we try to cherry pick in the entire Roth IRA, have to be prorated. So again, we break this up into traditional IRAs into separate Roths on an asset class basis. We call this strategy the Roth segregation strategy, or the Roth segregated conversion strategy. And this strategy protects against market volatility. It also allows you to enjoy the upside if a particular asset class moves. Keep in mind, when you go down this path, you are going to have some accounts go up in value, and you might leave those in the Roth. You'll have other accounts go down in value, and you'll almost certainly recharacterize those that go down in value. But this stacks the odds in your client's favor of having success with Roth conversions. And maybe the most important element is once you've decided to leave something in a Roth, you're going to reallocate. You're not going to leave it in mid-cap or small-cap. You're going to reallocate into a safer overall portfolio, keep that part in the Roth, and then start this again. Now, finally, this strategy only works in an individual retirement account or an individual retirement annuity. It does not work from going from a 401k to a Roth 401k because inside the four corners of a 401k plan, you are not allowed to recharacterize. You are not allowed to recharacterize, which could be disastrous. So we've covered a lot of ground. Hopefully I've given you a couple ideas on Roth conversions by asset class. On behalf of Lineberg Information Services, this has been Bob Keebler discussing Roth conversions. Thank you for joining us today.